The business of operations management is difficult, particularly in large enterprises like banking, insurance, and other services companies with teams of hundreds and thousands around the globe. Now add in recent pandemic forcing the workplace to change forever. Managers and employees are under immense pressure to get work done, while also finding ways to balance performance and well-being. The complexity is building, and it can be difficult to find the answers. This podcast, AO On Air, partnered with ActiveOps, is designed to help identify areas that will help employees, managers, and senior leaders find solutions to the challenges within operations management. The future of work will take all departments, such as HR, IT, and ops, aligned along with a steady dose of innovation to succeed. We'll bring you topics, thought leadership, and simple plans to help lead your teams into the future of work. A hybrid work world that will learn from one another and truly act globally, breaking down the silos of older management models for new ways of working. Welcome to the journey. Now let's begin. Hello and welcome to AO On Air, a podcast hosted, uh, sponsored by ActiveOps. I'm your host, Michael Cups. I'm excited about today's content and, and discussion with, uh, with the gentleman that's going to join us. We have uh, partners for a lot of reasons. Uh, software companies in general partner with other companies for two primary reasons. Either they have regional expertise or maybe they have domain expertise. Well, in this case, uh, we're talking to a partner that has both. And so I'm re- very excited to join, uh, be joined today by Ray Bow, the CEO of Accentuate, based in Dublin. Ray, welcome. Thank you, Michael. Lovely, Good, lovely to be asked. Yeah, great, great to be here. Great to have you here. So why don't, you, why don't we start with just an introduction of, of yourself and your company, just to give our, our viewers a little, little understanding. Yeah, sure. Um, I suppose first things first, uh, I was 28 years in financial services before I started the company about five years ago uh, with a couple of colleagues. Um, I predominantly was in sort of wealth management, banking and insurance over those years, life insurance, etc. And that had a wide range of roles. So uh, I would have started in customer service uh, back in the, God, is it the late 80s? And then actually went into IT sort of the emerging IT of networks and internet and all of that, and spent about 10 years working my way up through IT. Uh, then went into sales, then did a master's, then sort of uh, went back into sort of strategic management and then went again back into operations, this time as a COO um, for a life insurance company. So uh, I like to think that I was preparing for the role that I'm now sitting in insofar as that I, I kind of understood a number of different aspects of the business and uh, two of them are maybe even more or even more relevant for the role today. So yeah. first of all, IT, second of all, operations, and, and I suppose then strategy and, and sort of running an organization have all been helpful in sort of setting myself up here. Uh, and then just to, to bring you up to date, um, about five years ago, actually, sorry, four years ago, this has just gone into our fifth year, and myself and a, and a few colleagues started the, the company Accentuate. Um, we were practitioners of uh, particularly the active ops solution. We'd introduced it to a couple of companies um, beforehand. So we were practitioners. Um, we sat in COOs and operation directors' chairs, and uh, we decided that uh, not a lot of people were using this solution. So we decided we'd bring it to, in the first instance, the Irish market. And as we might talk about a little bit later, we've uh, expanded since then so we're, we're, we're branching out and yeah. we have big plans then obviously for 22 on onwards 
Yes, yeah, you you, uh, you branched out very far away, but very close in New Zealand. I think last year, very very <laughs> exciting. So so you've touched strategy, IT, operations, and sales. You've kind of seen it all. Is there a favorite of yours? One of those groups? Oh, without a shadow of a doubt, the best job I ever had was in sales. Now, I wasn't actually selling. I was in sales management. So uh, <laughs> I had this one of the cushier jobs. But in terms of if we go back to the times, you know, there was a, obviously we, it was pre-pandemic, but there was lots of events. Uh, like the work was hard, but the play was hard as well. It was great fun. There was, there was a lot of, you know, overnights and weekends away and all that type of stuff. So there was a great social aspect to it, which I think I've, more appreciated for obvious reasons over the last couple of years but by far that was the best one you were out without you were meeting people regularly a lot of travel that type of stuff so yeah. just probably came at the right time for me uh, career-wise and I really enjoyed it and uh, we actually Ireland was was in the it was in an economic boom at the time so it was in the early 2000s so it was a great timing as well as everything else so that yeah. was that was probably my favorite that's the one I probably added most value in uh, was probably the operational side. Um, I thought we, I thought we in the organisation were were running a good operation. So, uh, which is a very difficult thing to do. Uh, if anybody who sits in those chairs knows, uh, all you get is pain and and very little pleasure out of those roles. Right, right, yeah. Well, very good. So, so let's let's talk about how the pandemic and where you are now. I mean, I think we all were leaving twenty one very hopeful, and then this this Omicron hit. And so, what's the business climate like in Ireland? In, in the U.S., we see kind of a blend of hybrid work. In the U.K., they still are pretty much work from home. How, what's it look like in Ireland? Well, well, we're recording this at the end of January, so I know it mightn't be released until February. And Ireland is just coming out of another lockdown. So up until last Friday in Ireland, you could only get a pint up until eight o'clock every evening. So that's, listen, I don't want to be too stereotypical, but that's not great in Ireland, I can assure you. Uh, So those, as of uh, this week, all of those um, restrictions have been lifted. And uh, I I wouldn't say we're, we're, we're normal again, but we're very quickly getting close to normal. So look, I, I suspect our, Ireland actually, sorry, interestingly, Ireland has probably had more lockdowns uh, uh, per, per days than anywhere else in the world. I think ourselves in New, New Zealand, which we'll talk about later, are, are right up there. So we've had very, very severe restrictions here. Um, so it hasn't been much fun is the yeah. start to, the, to, the, uh, to answer the question that you gave. But I think as we move into 2022 now, for the reasons I just articulated, I think things are, are starting to look a lot more optimistic. Uh, but if I go back those two years, I suppose to February, March 2020, um, it, it was the rush to get home, to get everybody working from home. I know yeah. that's a familiar story, regardless of wherever you were in the world. And that put tremendous strain on organizations and, and leaders and, and I suppose individuals as well. And then there was a sort of initial, yeah, isn't working from home great and all of that sort of stuff. And and uh, but I think as we move now into into 2022, um, there's a sort of a more of a rush here to get back into the office. Yeah. Uh, now, what that's going to look like, Michael, is still a little bit uncertain. Um, maybe America and places like that are slightly ahead of us. But I think what we'll end up with is some form of hybrid working whether it's two days in the office or three days at home or vice versa. Uh, And clearly it's a demographic issue as well. So if you're younger and you're new, 
uh, etc and even new into a role you want to be more in the office you might want you know for for learning and development etc if you're a bit more mature and you've got a bit more of a trans uh, trans um you know to, to transport yourself into the office uh you know working from home is a better option so yeah. it's a complicated picture for individuals but i think what we're going to land on is, is certainly in ireland and i suspect everywhere is some form of a hybrid yeah. Um, the, the other thing as well, I suppose, is that, uh, you know, there is a lot of people changing jobs right across the world. And I know it's it's a phenomenon in the States, in the UK, in Ireland and even into Asia Pacific. And I, I suspect that benefits like hybrid working will become more important uh, for people. So they want those type of options when they're when they're looking around for this great resignation or this new wave of change that's happening yeah. around roles. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. So it, w- with that, with that kind of backdrop, if you will, the, you know, a lot of companies, banks and big insurance companies in particular, were looking at pretty significant digital transformations over the past few years. And, and, and even before they were forced to transform the workplace, you know, to work from home, work from hybrid, whatever that may be, they had other plans with digital transformations. What are you seeing in your business about that? Have they stalled? Have they gone on, found new ways of get there, to get there? What's, what's your experience? Um, I I suspect it's probably not more, it's not unusual to what your experience is. I think most organizations, regardless of what sector they were in, would have said that they were on some form of digital transformation journey over the last even decade. Uh, However, clearly the pandemic has accelerated that uh, like uh, never before. And all the economic trends and all sort of the business trends expect that to continue apace into the future. And we, we start to then talk about robotics and AI and machine learning and all of these different trends that are coming. But what, what, what they all will do is accelerate that drive. Um, there's other trends that are accelerating as well in the banking sector, particularly, again, a, a global phenomenon, the rise of fintech and sort of these smaller uh, more nimble companies coming in and eating certain parts of banks' lunch, for example, for 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 example, and they're going to have to shift for that. So, all in all, uh, I, I expect it to continue a pace for the next. I, I mean, I'm not even talking about this year. I mean, I'm talking about the next five to ten years. I think yeah. uh, one of the things that that became really obvious and important, and I'll talk about for boards and for senior managers during the pandemic was the importance of operations. Uh, I I can testify as being an operational director that that isn't always the case, but try getting hundreds, thousands of people working from home, uh, trying to provide customer service, uh, and then boards and senior management start to wake up to, my goodness, this is very important. So part of what we're seeing, I think, will be a shift in some of that spend into operational systems going forward, uh, which I think is good news uh, for us as a company. And I think it's very good news for for a company like ActiveOps as well, who have these type of tools. Yeah. And and so looking at 22, I know you're just getting started in January here still, but you uh, what are your customers asking for the most help with? What, what do they need your advisory services and, and, and planning capabilities for? What, what's the top priorities for 22 maybe is the way to ask that? Yeah, I, I mean, from my, from my perspective, and it's probably a little look back into the last quarter, this quarter, and maybe a bit beyond. But what we've seen is people really trying to connect with people who are not in the office or who are going to be partly in the office. Uh, 
Um, and how do you do that? And if you've got big operational teams, a department, but even down to team level, how do you collaborate? How do you communicate? How do you keep people in the loop as to what needs to be done and how to get it done? So um, obviously, in conjunction with, with Active Ops, that's probably been our mainstay over the last uh, four years and, and has probably grown in the last year, in the last quarter. Uh, and then uh, as I look into the first half of this year, it continues to be that. Um, what, what that has allowed companies to do as well, having that source of data and those uh, processes around, is to understand where their effort is going. So our second growth area, probably again during that period, has been what process improvement. So people are seeing what are the lags and the real um, things that are dragging us back? Where is our effort going that's not rewarding us? And so we've been asked to have a look at quite a lot of uh, process improvement, continuous improvement for, for the financial services companies we deal with. Yeah, yeah, excellent, excellent. Well, and, and speaking of that and, and some of your customers, I, I understand that uh, last year both Accentuate and a couple of your customers actually received some recognition and prestigious awards around the, the effort that you guys have, have put in and the, and the results that, that it produced. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure, yeah. Look, we've, we've been very fortunate over the last couple of years. We, we've won a number of, of awards uh, kind of more local, I suppose, Irish and UK type awards for, for some of the work that we've done. Um, but um, just late last year, we won an actually a prestigious international award. It was called the Constant, Constantinus Award. I hope I pronounced that right. Uh, but uh, basically, um, you, what happened was there was 27 different countries entered, over 200 uh, projects um, and we, first of all, won Ireland, and then secondly, came, uh, came second overall globally. And, and you're right, it was, uh, it was a project that we had done with, uh, with Allianz. And uh, basically, there was two elements to it. One was kind of a, a workforce or planning element to it, to, to bring planning and control to the operational areas. And then there was a kind of a continuous improvement and collaboration side to it. So, so the judges were, were particularly sort of... Uh, keen on the way that we had, you know, set out, uh, set out what we were going to deliver, had a formula and a program to deliver that within three months, and then had the, how we had assessed and managed and delivered the benefits. And, and I think that was probably how we uh, how we'd done so well, as well as obviously having a kind of a big international name like that. Um, it helps in terms of when, you know, brings credibility to the delivery of the plan. Sure, sure. That Well, congratulations on that. It's a it's uh, it's it's good to be recognized, but particularly if you were going against other countries and other other businesses, that's well well done. Congratulations on that. So so with that expertise and and the, some of the the digital transformations topics we discussed, if if you were to sit down with a COO next week and and talk about trends and opportunities, I mean what where, what would you, where would you start? What would you identify as a, as the the trends and and then how can a COO actually act on that to to make it become a competitive advantage? Yeah, um, I, I mean, some of the trends that, you know, we are, we're out and about. Uh, we're talking all the time. And Irish people, as you know, like to talk. Uh, so we're, we're, we're trying to understand exactly what are the trends that are going on? What are people seeing? What are they saying? And how can we add value in that space? And I suppose I probably have a kind of maybe five that, that jump immediately to mind. And uh, we've touched on some of them already. But 
the, the, the hybrid hybrid heroes win the war. So this ability to shift to a hybrid working environment and all that goes with that. I mean, it isn't quite simply about sending people home. I'm, I'm saying the obvious. It's all the systems, the processes, the organization that goes around that. That is going to be a key factor in winning the war for talent that has just started up or, or, or is really getting going. So that would be my that would be my first one. And um, clearly, there's an enormous amount of spend going on in the digital transformation uh, space, which is such a broad token, uh, you know, statement. I hate using it, but the obvious thing is to uh, spend spend. Spend tight, spend right is probably a kind of a, if I could use a phrase for it, it's, it's, it's keep the spend, you know, at the, the budget is going to be there. We're already seeing a significant increase in, in budgets being allocated to digital transformation. But there is as, the, the place is littered with as many failures in this, yeah. um, Michael, as, as there is successes. So it, it really is understand the sort of, have a very clear understanding of what you're trying to achieve and, and, and target the spend in that, in that space. That would be, that would, listen, obviously easy to say, difficult to do, but I think keep it tight. Um, prioritize, prioritize, prioritize would be the third one. Um, you know, very important to really understand where you're going to get best bang for your book. There, I think over the last couple of years, there's so much to be done. It can be daunting for organizations where to start, but gets where is the biggest value going to be delivered? I think prioritize. Um, I think that's probably my third one. And um, rip off the band-aid. So in other words, the, the pandemic has brought a, a series of patchwork solutions. Yeah. It's time now to sort of rip it off and do it properly. Um, so that'd be my fourth one. And then a sort of a one for the, the month of January, no pain, no gain. So, uh, you know, there's growing pains associated with large transformation and digital programs. I think accept that and just get on with it and things will go a bit smoother. So yeah. those would be what we're seeing and, and a sort of combination with the trends that we're seeing and advice that we're, we're given to, 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 to COOs when we, when we see them. That's a, that's a great list. I like rip off the Band-Aid because it is people just reacted. Like you said, everybody had to somehow sort out a work from home. And then your number one thing there was uh, deal with the hybrid approach. And, and that's, those kind of go hand in hand because it's time to operationalize it. it. It's here. It's not changing. We're not going back to the way it was. We're going back to something new. And, and the, the sooner you, you prioritize that to use one of your other uh elements is the better off the company's going to be. And like you said, create an incredible uh, work environment for your employees to have choice about where they're working and, and how, and then it's, you're all in control. So it's, that's, that's a good, I like that, that list of five. So well done. So um, I, before we move on, anything you want to say about uh, other parts of the world, your, your, your growth into New Zealand, any, any topics there you want to discuss? Well, no, not really. Um, we we expanded into we set up uh, accentuate New Zealand. Uh, would you believe in sort of June of last year? It sort of formally came about it, in a funny type of way. It was either genius on timing or terrible timing. Uh, they've sort of been locked down and locked into their country since. So it, it's been very much a local view where to, where we had a sort of a more of an Asia specific sort of focus on it. So I think it's one for 2022 and beyond. Um, the guys are very well placed. Uh, 
they're they're you know they've a they've a good business and some very good existing clients down there. So yeah. we'd be very optimistic about how we can uh, leverage that, particularly into Australia and, and and maybe some further afield, Hong Kong, Singapore. I think there's some really good opportunities down there in big financial services companies. That's great. Yeah, yeah. I did a little research last night uh, to get brushed up on my New Zealand, and uh, most of the headlines were that the prime minister is is, a, is has to postpone her wedding due to new lockdown. So it's a, again the same, you know, kind of sometimes a broken record, but we we see it all around the world. So very good. Well, Ray, I enjoyed talking to you. Uh, I would like to give you the opportunity to, if somebody wanted to carry on the conversation with you or your firm, how how best to reach you. Yeah, and many ways, as they say, so maybe I'll give you the simplified list. Um, first of all, you can check us out on www.accentuate.com. Um, secondly, you can email me directly. I'd be delighted to hear from anybody. Uh, so ray.o at accentuate.ie, actually, in this instance. And then finally, you'll find me on LinkedIn. So Ray O B O W E. there's not that many of us. So um, <laughs> Look out for the one with the Irish profile, and that'll be me. And please drop me a line. Be delighted to hear from you. Excellent, Ray. Well, anything, any closing comments? Otherwise, uh, I, I consider it a great conversation. Always good to talk to you and and hear your voice and uh, learn learn about what's going on in Ireland. Absolutely, and and the same. I mean, I I stay in touch with quite a lot of your colleagues around the world in the in the states and South Africa and stuff like that. And uh, one of the real benefits of that is understanding. The nuances in the issues, what I have found is that all of the issues are very remarkably similar, but there's nuances depending on the culture and the country, et cetera, and maybe some of the laws that dictate it. So, um, and oftentimes, um, particularly when it comes to the US and the UK, they can be slightly ahead of the rest of the world. So we, we often get a chance to learn some of those lessons, which is great from talking to you guys to see what's, what's going what's, what's gonna to come here. So, I mean, the great example of that was the the great resignation wave, but we could see where it had absolutely started last summer in the States with massive numbers of people changing jobs. And I think that's now, I I definitely see that trend is going to start hitting here in the not too distant future. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Very good. Well, thank you so much, Ray. Best of luck to you in 2022. I look forward to seeing you hopefully soon. The, the, the lockdowns will be open and maybe we can grab a pint after 8 p.m. Uh, next time I'm over there or you come over and visit us in Texas. Yes, I'd love to do that, actually. It's a place I haven't been to in the States. I'd love to go to Texas, so I might take you up on that one. There you go. There you go. Well, to everybody watching and listening, uh, thank you so much for attending and and, and listening into this conversation. Uh, you can find other AO on Air episodes on our AO TV channel on YouTube, or you can go to Spreaker and find your favorite uh, podcast and listen to it on your on your walk uh, or, or run and exercise the next time. Uh, as always, you can go to activeops.com and find out more about ActiveOps in our resource hub. There's white papers, videos, etc. Uh, always welcome. Just fill out a form and we'll get somebody in touch with you if you have any questions. Thanks again, everybody, and have a great day. At ActiveOps, we call it Management Process Automation, or MPA. MPA helps managers make better decisions by providing a consistent, easy-to-understand view of capacity and productivity. MPA does the hard work of consolidating information, forecasting and planning, and even gives you visibility of skills and capabilities across your enterprise. Your managers can make decisions based on a complete picture of their operations and then get back to leading. As work progresses, MPA helps managers spot problems early and deal with them proactively, celebrate successes properly, 
and match resource to workload in real time. By making managers more effective, MPA reduces operational costs. Best of all, the right MPA tools make it possible to deliver all these benefits across global enterprises with thousands of employees. Solutions like Workwear Plus from ActiveOps. Workwear Plus builds on our 20 years of experience supporting service operations to give you a 360-degree view of your operations, helping you turn operations management from a guessing game into a game-changing source of efficiency and value. Employees are empowered to manage their days and weeks, feeling accomplished, confident and able to balance work and personal life. Wherever your organisation or customers live and work, ActiveOps is ready to help you deliver world-class service and employee engagement to help your company thrive. ActiveOps. See further. Know more. Move faster.